The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! So, Blidget. Okay, that you can't. <laughs> What's wrong with the word bligit? You can't form two things, one of them being potentially upsetting to somebody or triggering. So you can't say black. You can can't say black midget because you can't. You got to say a black little person. Can I say little so, black person? Little black. I don't know. That almost sounds. Now no, does it sound dirty? It? It's got to be black little person. Yes. yes. And by the way. I didn't come up with the word Blidget. I heard it somewhere online, and I'm just checking in with you. Well, guys. I'm not on fucking. I'm not on Nazi subreddit, so I wouldn't know about that. It's uh, so entertaining, but, isn't it? Funny when you're trying to describe someone and they're black, and you're like really trying to avoid just saying, you know, the black guy that works at fucking Carver's. <laughs> so you're trying, you know, the guy that wears the shirts with the. He's tall. He's always got button ups. Yeah, and, dresses really nice. Yeah, has, seems to have nice sneakers yeah, all, the, all time. the time. Hell of a dancer. <laughs> you're trying to just dance around. It. Really? He's got a Without really just saying the easy thing, which is he's the fucking black guy that works behind the bar at Carver's. Really, That's him. Really silky voice. I do that you know with that a lot guy. of people. I'm like, or describing He's really like, good at sports. <laughs> yeah, wow. Jesus. That's even worse than it's the black guy at Carver's. There are gentlemen, though, that we know that defy classification as black people. I mean, our good friend L, we, mm-hmm. we'll call him L, um, is literally a fucking cowboy. He's a rodeo. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, uh, yeah. roper. Um, He's fucking amazing. If too. he was, yeah. a, if he was a vegetable, he would be celery. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, he is. He is. I'm sorry. I'm lost. <laughs> Could you explain that for Don't me? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby gets it. That's all. I, that Bobby's my only audience in the world. I love I that care. kid. By the way, he's great. Um, you guys all heard about the Dr. Susie. And wow. everybody's up in arms. It was so funny because when I heard about this, it was in the context of how upset everybody is. And this is another example of the liberal woke media canceling people. And meanwhile, I'm like, huh, that's weird. Do eight seconds of a Google search and figure out that the company did that themselves yeah. proactively. Mm-hmm. It didn't come as a response to anybody exactly. saying anything. They did it because they felt it was the right thing to do. Now, granted, Sean, you'd appreciate this. Was it an excuse for a business to put their name in the news? Yes, it was. Businesses are doing that left and right. Mr. Potato Head did it. Mr. Potato Head did it. But it's interesting because there were six books that they're deciding to pull. Yeah. Six books that I've never heard of. Um, They weren't any of the biggies. They weren't Green Eggs and Ham or Horton Gives a Hoot or any of that. It was the six also ran books that I've never heard of that were depicting Chinese, Jewish, and black people in an, in a, a definite stereotypical light. Yeah. Maybe not right. poor light, but very stereotyped. Sure. So they essentially did the right thing. And now, the, again, the right's grasping it as an excuse of this woke world. Yeah. It's such fucking... Whatever they can do to distract from... Yeah, from the minimum Everything wage. that's actually happening. And their poor leadership... 
Yeah, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Or McConnell retiring. So Dr. Dr. Seuss turns out to be sort of the kids version of H.P. Lovecraft. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we're going to go that far. Jesus Similar themes. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the character arcs very similar. Horton Percival Lovecraft (laughs) Uh, is just a Christian name. Um, Yeah, he's done some questionable things like a lot of people back in that time. And he also did some big things like uh, he was drawing uh, cartoons against Nazi propaganda yeah. um, at the time as well. So it was, he was a weird dichotomy yeah, absolutely. where he was kind of de rigueur in the time of being kind of racist-y. Um, just a, well, just no, a skosh racist. People don't realize that Horton was actually called Horton hates a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> they had to change it. They had to change it. I'm and, just saying. And he's a Jew. And that's the thing is like, he made the right call. Do, is it different when you are part of a persecuted and that's that's what sometimes I think people are arguing is like if he's part of a persecuted group, then all of a sudden is it less like that used to be a thing that we are. Remember that one time I told you where I was like, you know, if you're an Asian dude, you can use the N word because it's if you're not white, you can just say it. And you were like, dude, no, you can't do that anymore. It used to be like that shit, though. Um, In like the 80s and 90s, I remember. You used to be able to get a pass if you were a minority using derogatory minority terms. You'd get a pass. Or it's like, again, famously, it's like a black guy saying the N-word. It's like a Jew making Jew jokes, like which is every comic in the world that's Jewish makes Jew jokes. Oh, yeah. You get a pass if you're one of the people being made fun of, I guess. I, I don't I don't know, but even now, man, it's even gotten to. Do you see Michael Che got fucking reprimanded for uh, Weekend Update last what week? What bit did he do? Um, the, and it was actually a great one liner. It was, and and I enjoyed the hell out of it because it, it's funny and prescient. And no, it pisses people off the truth. It's funny that way, isn't it? But he said uh, Israel is giving out fifty. They're going to have fifty percent of their population vaccinated within like six months, and it's just the Jewish half. Obviously, it's a Palestinian joke. It's funny. And that everybody descended on uh, Lorne Michael and basically wanted to fucking cancel. Chain. Yeah, you cannot go. You can't make jokes about even Israel if you're on a show like that, because that show is so hard left. Um that the people that run the show are probably like, no, 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 no. It's okay when you say the really horrible things about righties or making yeah. redneck jokes. But when you go after the Jews, yeah. they well, do not like it. Last week, Bill Maher took some heat um, for his um, final segment that he the always new does. Rules the new shit. rules thing. Yeah. Where he was talking about cancel culture and how stupid it is. And, and, and he made a lot of points I actually really fucking agree with. Like, there is an oversensitivity and an overreaching that's going on. But also... You know, he was seen as being pretty tone deaf, like because there oh, yeah. are things that uh, don't say that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't get to say that totally. You know, without consequence or what have you. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm torn on all these issues, mm-hmm. obviously, because I like making jokes that are a little on the edge. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know, I think we all do. I mean, I've worked in kitchens for most of my life, and if you heard some of the stuff that we said to each other in a kitchen, oh yeah, uh, when you've got a, an Asian guy, a black guy, me, a Mexican dude, oh, oh, the ACLU would have shut that shit down, mm-hmm. man. Because when you walk into the work and somebody goes, "What up, cracker?" 
Yeah. Like, but oh, yeah. it's, this is part of our lexicon. This is who we are. Well, that was the Air Force. And, and I'm sure that, oh, yeah, yeah. military has got to be very, I mean, well, not anymore, right? Though? Not anymore. You can't get fucking away you, with shit anymore, you're right? You're fucked if you say something. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wait, so are you telling me also there's no other, like, there's no blanket parties anymore and shit? There's no code reds? <laughs> no code reds. You want me on that wall? You need me on that wall. <laughs> Sean, Sean knows everything he knows about the military from movies. Yep. It's great. <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's I pretty learned great. how to fly a plane <laughs> watching Top Gun and. <laughs> Airwolf. <laughs> Airwolf. Weird. The that Iron Eagle a... show that they couldn't call Iron Eagle. That is such a weird pull. That <laughs> such you a Airwolf. strange pull. <laughs> yeah, that was well. That was in the time when every network had to have a sentient vehicle, <laughs> yeah, right? Show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, where you intelligent it was Knight vehicles. Rider right. and. Uh, yeah, Airwolf, and then there was another one that was a motorcycle, I think. Yeah, that's right. There was a motorcycle one, and I think that they jumped on, Disney jumped on that and put out two <laughs> shitty Herbie sequels at the same time. It was just a show called Chad, <laughs> and he had a really bitchin' bike. Yeah, that's it. That's the whole, that's my whole premise. He had a dirt show. bike that sounded a lot like Luke, uh, du- du- Luke ha- Hazard, what, Dukes of Hazard, with their Luke, Bo and Luke. Bo and Luke. Is he? What my is back, going? My back is so he fucked is up, having, He is throwing a clot right now. Fuck. He is full-blown aneurysm that going is on right now. Very yeah. possible. Um, if Sean comes off a little bit faded <laughs> this week, as often happens, he's in a lot of pain right now. <laughs> Fuck my back. Clearly up. high as shit. Um, <laughs> drinking a tiny bit of liquid courage. <laughs> For some reason, sweating Bullets. It's, oh, yeah. it's 70 degrees in here. <laughs> yes. But you are sweating. I am sweating. You, you look like Patrick Ewing at the free throw line. Yes, right I now, do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, uh. dude. You look like Patrice O'Neill about 30 minutes into a special. <laughs> um, welcome back, everybody. This is the realest of whiskeys and the whiskiest of reels. It is the whiskey reel coming Ooh. to you from the bunkie. We're 150 feet below sea level. As we speak, we can't explain why and we can't tell you where we are. That being said, we're I, I'm so happy to be back. It's been a weird week. I think mm. it's going to get a little bit weirder as we go forward. Um, as we said, oh, I'm going to introduce on my left the king of pain. <laughs> the mighty muscular phenomenon known as Captain Bacchiotomy. <laughs> this is Mr. Sean Moriarty. Thank you so much. And to my left is the white Malcolm X himself, because your glasses, remember? I know. Durango's roving Gashman, Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noyes. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, to my left, my general manager, always bringing the heat, keeping me honest. Um, we call him Wolfgang Fuck. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. We call him Aaron Antonio Branderas. Too sexy. Thank, Thank you all. Sexy. Thank you all. He's relocated his family home to Madagascar. <laughs> to Madagascar. <laughs> To Zamunda, uh, um, if you have uh, seen Coming to America, oh, too. I'm not watching it till tonight. Um, I'm so excited. It's don't be that excited. It's, you, oh wait, so if Bobby hates it and you enjoy it, no, listen, I'll love it. Listen, <laughs> I will say, Coming to America, it was. I I knew this was a very hard hill to climb doing a movie, a sequel, 30 years after it was made. With the same actors. There was a huge amount of nostalgia. All I can say is it was cute. Okay. It wasn't laugh out loud funny. It's a remake. It's 
It's essentially yes and, a remake. Yes and no. Yeah, and it was supposed to be, right? Yeah. It's not like you're going to do Coming to America Electric Boogaloo and fucking they all break out into a dance or something. They literally <laughs> broke out into dance like 10 fucking times. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, by but the way. There was too much of that. Sorry. Every okay. single costume ever made was in that movie. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now from the history of cinema, oh. every costume is in that movie. It was exactly what you think it is. Not a smidge less or a smidge more. That's very It true. is exactly. Exactly what you think it's going to be. Okay, and, sweet. That's what I'm looking forward to. It's just seeing a retread of the old jokes. I and smiled new... and winked a few times. I'll right. just, the barbershop scenes will be worth nah. it for me. The barbershop scenes were very funny. They're not fine. nearly as funny as they used to be. Not at all. It was funny when he called them. When he call him, he's like, when he call him Ebola. Yeah. yeah. When he walked through the door, like, dude, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was um, pretty funny. But um, there's some good scenes. It's fine. Um, they have got some att- very attractive people in it. Ah. It's a very, it's visually pleasing. Yes, I heard Leslie Jones um, was in it. Yeah, of course. She's a just a timepiece. Yeah. Um, Showing her versatility, too. She really getting out of her Leslie Jones box. Her sort of Meryl Streep versatility <laughs> where she can just transforms. I almost didn't recognize her. I, <laughs> <laughs> she played every Leslie Jones character, which is one character yeah. throughout her career. By the way, and I love her. I, I love Leslie Jones, yeah. too. It wasn't it was, short doses. I couldn't handle her stand up. I, I made it 10, 15 oh. minutes in. I was like, it's because she screams every yeah. punchline. Um, it wasn't until Arsenio Hall threw a um, saddle on that bitch and wrote her off into the credits. <laughs> That I was like, wow, that's really, yeah, that happened. Um, (laughs) It happened for me. There was only one Wakanda joke. Yeah, which I I was shocked. I was shocked too. I thought there was going to be a lot of little winks and nods to Wakanda. You know what I mean? Tracy Morgan getting Um, everybody pregnant. But yeah, I think it was Tracy Morgan that actually delivers the Wakanda joke. He's pretty funny. Tracy Morgan's always fucking funny. Showing his versatility. As being... (laughs) (laughs) His Sean Penn... (laughs) You know, like how he was at 30 Rock. You see how he changed from 30 Rock to to the last OG to 30 Rock? Boy, he really transformed. Still haven't watched the last OG. It's It's hilarious. And it's sweet. And it's funny. Oh, Thank nice. you. It is. It's very endearing. Yeah. Sweet. And it's just about ratchet old, ratchet old men from the hood. But I love, I've always loved Tracy Morgan. Sure, he played the same fucking character in every single sketch on Saturday Night Live, but I will watch Brian Fellows. Uh, <laughs> I'm Brian Fellows. <laughs> Brian Fellow is a great character. The one with Matt Damon is. That's where he really shows his range. Classic. He's like an effeminate version of himself. Well, and what was the uh, Spaceman Jones? Or oh yeah, it's my good. favorite thing that he's ever done. I I liked him as Rocket? the dancer in uh, the oh, Christmas song. The Christmas song. just running oh, in his place. <laughs> I wish you could see this. Fabulous. is an audio podcast. Sorry, fabulous. This is, audio. fabulous. This is not a visual medium. Uh, have you have you guys, Sean? Tell us how. Tell the audience how you uh, crippled yourself. Uh, it's just called being fat and inactive, and then going all crazy and going. <laughs> I'm gonna work out really hard on Sunday night, and I did a hit workout, like doing one of those you know full body movement things, and I was like, you know what? I still feel pretty good. I'm gonna fucking ride a bike, not realizing I was pretty dehydrated and hadn't really moved that much in three weeks and my body reminded me very quickly by making the entire left side of the back of my body from like my ankle up to my ass and my back just seized up completely and i've been doing a bunch of stretches and it's fucking miserable bobby what did you see on his x-ray uh (laughs) well first of all Fat and sedentary was my initial diagnosis. <laughs> it was. And then when we looked at his spinal, uh, we discovered an entire Jack in the Box cheeseburger 
at about C six. It was a bacon. It was a bacon ultimate cheeseburger. So two patties, four pieces of bacon, extra avocado. By the way, there's no avocado. It no real avocado. It's a Friday. Fat and sedentary, the two newest members of the Wu Tang Clan, (laughs) and they've been killing it, dude. They've been just Uh, murdering it. Um, I'm sorry that happened, Bob. Are uh, you all hopped up on moonshine and bullshit? I am. I am on about 50 milligrams of edibles. Hell yeah, uh, and a little bit of whiskey and a shitload of ibuprofen. So the great part is, is that this whiskey is going to ruin my kidneys because I've been taking so oh, yeah. much. I thought that's acetaminophen. That acetaminophen will destroy acetaminophen your liver. Your liver, right? Uh, ibuprofen's a kidney. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, who yeah. needs? You got two of them, right? Yeah. yeah people are off. always willing to just hand you a kidney. Fuck right? off. I mean, who shits out? Both kidneys at once. <laughs> I've never done that. You know what I mean? You're going to drop one. I got, I'm pissing one and shitting the other. Hey, you know, and all, thought, you, all that happens when you lose one kidney is you just start the clock. That's what's up, brother. <laughs> the death that's clock starts. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, Bobby, you brought a, a delectable little liquid. Speaking I'm, of liquid courage. I'm actually pretty uh, yeah. pretty happy with this. Um, I was in uh, Wagon Wheel, uh, another good friend of the Whiskey Reel. Rock me, mama, like a wagon <laughs> wheel. Shut up, Sean. Bobby's favorite song ever. Why can't you kill him with pot? Like 50 milligrams would, I would be asleep for four days. I have a friend on Facebook that no matter what I post, no matter what I say, he comes out and he just makes a wagon wheel bluegrass joke. Is it Ryan? Every time. No, it's a guy named Brad Tafoya. Oh yeah, Brad. And we love Brad. Brad's a very prominent CPA here in in town and he just fucks with me endlessly about bluegrass. (laughs) And I love the guy and I'm like, Brad, we need another joke. No, now it, now it's even bigger. It's that now that you got to the part where it sucks. You it's should just best. you should just be impressed that a CPA came up with one joke. Just let him use the joke. They're not the joking types. They're yeah, not the joking. You've types. met Hank. So I was at Wagon Wheel. Don't do it. And kind of scouring the the uh, aisles for something that we've never done before. Something that kind of fits within what we'd like to look at as value price. And I've never seen this bottle before, and we haven't done an Irish whiskey in a while. Yep. So I saw that it was a single malt Irish whiskey, and it's called Busker. Busker. And I I know there's something to that name. Huh. But I'm not 100% sure what it is. Uh, (laughs) Just sounds like some Irish gobbledygook. (laughs) So I'll tell you this. um, A lot of Irish whiskeys are a little thin to me Mm. and a little vacuous. Mm -hmm. This is not so, um, Mm -hmm. and I think it comes from the aging process. Um, We'll get to Carol's blurb here shortly, I'm sure. Um, but I know it's it's aged in bourbon barrels and it's oh. aged in sherry casks. I think it's finished in sherry casks, okay. and it provides a lot of character to this whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some definitely. De- isn't a busker somebody who sings for money, right? I think you're right. When you I busk, think it is. I you busk. It's, it's like the guys in the subway that sing for money are buskers. Oh. Um, like that's Sean. That if Sean could ever live another life, he would have been a busker. Fuck yeah. Um, it really has a tremendous amount of depth. It's very much on the sweet side. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's says sweet it's on the fruity. Nose. It says Sorry. it's fruity, and all it is is elderflower and apricots and peaches, and there's so much fruit and florality going on outside of the big, and it's rich and viscous, and it's it's a this is more of a geez, as you can hear, this is a more bourbon style of Irish whiskey. Um, it's good. It's really. And I good. tasted this a little different than you guys did. You were sipping on it when I got here, but um, as I ambled up the stairs in unimaginable pain, I came in and immediately picked up the bottle and started chugging it like sure. you know a dad, <laughs> an abusive dad in some 1950s movie. And when I did that, I got a lot of spice off of it. Like when I let that thing just fill my fucking mouth, mm-hmm. 
that's a poor choice of words. When I just <laughs> when it just went everywhere in my mouth, um, uh, I got some cinnamon and I got a little bit of nutmeg, which was uh, which was nice because it wasn't over the top. It wasn't like your shitty Jack Daniels or Fireball flavored cinnamon whiskeys. It was like a pleasant cinnamon undertone. Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with you getting that right off the bat. I mean, it's coming from bourbon barrels, so there's going to be oh, yeah. there it spice is. there. No doubt mm-hmm. about it. You know, well, you're going to get that from that oak. Usually, Irish whiskey for me is very astringent. Like it doesn't have any bottom. It it has attack and finish and no mid palate, no right? Mid-palate. It like mm-hmm. hops right over your tongue. This has some richness. You know, as Sean was coming up the stairs like a Chinese hopping vampire, it was sad because he was taking it one step at a time and it was really sad. He downed uh, a good fifth of this in oh, one fucking pull. <laughs> I saw him. He has a gullet. He has a gullet. He's like a pelican. He eats whole fish. I'm serious. Um, you must be feeling wonderful right now. 50 migs, a little whiskey. I'm fantastic. Okay. Notice how quiet I am. You seem to be feeling good. I am 15 minutes in, you're hiccuping. Shit nuts. Yeah. I was like, dude, how are you this drunk this early? I'm not. Speaking of. I'm not. Dude, there's something happens when I eat spicy food. Okay. I had spicy food earlier, and if I drink any alcohol on top of it, it just kicks me into another gear, man. Well, speaking of pain, am am I wrong in saying that you have a whole new fucking tattoo on your arm over here? I do. I was I like, dude, I swear I haven't seen that shit before, and it's dope. Thank you. Yeah, Robin over at uh, at your flesh, my flesh, everybody's flesh. Um, she did this. It was pretty dope, man. Um, it's my family's wine label from the Sick. eighteen late eighteen hundreds. So I took off the name of the wine and just used the body of the wine label. And she did a fucking great job, dude. Yeah, she. This only took an hour and a half. What? She's a fucking animal. That's like portrait level, but of a yeah. landscape, you know? And in, in, in return for doing it in a short amount of time, it feels like she is purposely trying to hurt you. Right. She has the opposite of a light hand. Yeah. Where you can hear the tattoo machine slow down as she digs in. So it's... Right. And you're just fucking yeah. seeing stars and it's shit. It's like when the dentist hits a fucking oh. hits your tooth wrong and it's like the the payoff for that is it looks good and you get out of there quicker. You just fucking are crying half That's the awesome. time. But um yeah. So that was fun. That's my newest little thing. But thank Should you for watching. Sweet, thing. dude. Thank you. Should we buzz Carol in real quick? Sure. Hey, Carol, do you have a blurb about this Bushker whiskey? Yes, Bobby emailed it to me. Also, it had a picture of his penis. I'm sure that was an accident, right, Bobby? That was definitely an accident. Also, that was not my penis. Oh, that makes it a whole new level of creepy. Um, This is about the distillery. The Royal Oak Distillery is a world-class distillery producing handcrafted Irish whiskey proudly located on an 18th century estate in Ireland's ancient East region. The Royal Oak Distillery is the house of the Buster Irish Whiskey, where we distill all three styles of Irish whiskey, pot still, malt, and grain, under one roof. Anything else, boys? No, thank you, dear. Appreciate it. I like that. Yep. Thanks, Carol. Let's talk turkey now. What did you pay for it? Uh, 40 bucks. Mm. It's on the cusp. It's right, right. there, isn't it? It's on the it's cusp. It's right there looking and into that, the abyss. So here's the funny part. Oh, um, the sticker, you know how they stack stickers in liquor stores? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The top sticker actually had fallen off. And I walk by and I just see twenty six ninety nine, And I'm like, fucking hey, that's perfect. That's what I want. And then I get up to the counter and he's like, oh, that's going to be forty twenty six. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Say it again. <laughs> Come again. And at first I was like about to go. So I walked back there and I was like, oh, your fucking sticker fell off, man. So I gave it to him or whatever. Oh, nice. And he was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry or whatever. And I was they like, should have honored the price. Of that yeah, thing that's what do. they're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, he was a young, dumb kid that works at a liquor Is it store the short in Durango. Guy? Yeah. Um, I don't know if the he's short. short. He almost looks Latin. Bobby, 
why are you having a heart? You got to wreck that fucking kid's day. Fuck that kid. He's got to learn. He's got to learn that shit just doesn't go right. Not everybody can go full Sean Moe all the time, dude. Yeah, I try to like keep things at him. I try to <laughs> mend more fences than I burn down. <laughs> What's that like? Yeah, exactly. Can you teach Sean? By the way, that's a new behavior on my part. <laughs> Is it? I'm a bridge-burning motherfucker. Yeah, over, over the last year, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. But uh, at 40 bucks, mm, boy, this would be tough. This would almost be a gift whiskey for me at 40 bucks. Like I would get bring it to somebody for their birthday or something. Yeah. I think it's a cute whiskey. It's a different take on Irish. It's almost like an Irish American bourbon mashup. It is. It's kind of cool. It has some, it's not bad to sip whatsoever. Nope. Um, so I, I mean, I think as a, I don't know if I'd buy it and sip it at home. I, mm. I think I would, but I don't think it's not going to be a regular circulation. It's something. Thing, you get it, you, you drink it, you enjoy it, and you forget about it for two years or whatever. Right, right. And you then you get I mean? bored and pick it up again yeah, down the road. Kind of in that in yeah. that realm. And if we're going to talk cocktails, this is the moment where we get to Sean's Sugarfoot Corner. This would be great in hot drinks. This would be great for a hot toddy, <laughs> yeah, hot every, apple cider. Every time. I'm just saying, this is one of those whiskeys because I don't want to mix this. I don't want to put this, try to put this in a Manhattan. I don't want to try to put no. this in any normal whiskey no, cocktail. No, no. I don't even think I would want this as a highball with just soda or even Sprite. I want this in something hot or I just want it by itself. I could do it in a highball though. Yeah. I think in I a highball. highball. Or, um, so strong. Hey, please. Sean, what about eggnog? Of course. <laughs> I mean, eggnog's the greatest drink ever created by man or any other beast. Let's be honest. There's not a lot of cocktails featuring Irish whiskey at all. No, because they don't drink cocktails over there. They're like, just pour it into my fucking gullet because life's a fucking sham. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, unquote. Just sitting there reading Oscar Wilde and cutting themselves. (laughs) Wow. Jeez. Sorry, they don't get sun there. And if you don't get sun, you don't get vitamin D. I know. And then you get sad. Well, and their uh, serotonin's fucked. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Have you seen those pasty cuns? Oh, no sun, tons of cocaine. Red hair. They have a ton of cocaine in Ireland? Yeah. yeah oh, brother. well, fucking, I'm not going to Cabo anymore. I'm going to Ireland for my next that's, fuck do you think they're doing over that's there? That's why Protestants do cocaine. Catholics don't. Catholics That's don't. why the whole war started. If Catholics don't do cocaine, <laughs> how have I done so much cocaine? You're not a good Catholic. The that's revisionist why. history moment. <laughs> Yeah. Of the whiskey room. Make it up as you go along. <laughs> and if my clients are listening, that's a joke. I've never done cocaine okay. once in my yeah, life. Yeah, that's sure, Sean. Pass, pass that when you're done chopping it up, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I don't know if it's a buy at 40 for me, perfectly honest. I'd rather, yeah. there are other things at 40 bucks I would get that's Agreed. Irish, like Redbreast. Yeah. Um, Redbreast is a go-to more. for Irish, man. And for cheaper, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, Slain. Slain's one of my favorite fucking awesome. Irish whiskeys at a much cheaper price, but it's still good, man. Like oh, I'm yeah. not, you pour this for me. I'm not turning it down. I just don't know if at 40, at 30, we're talking. Yeah. What which is know, what you thought it was. What I want to know is, was twenty six ninety nine the introductory, the rep just gave it to us. Let's see if people buy it at that price and then they'll pay the extra 14 bucks. No, those lazy fucks, our friends over at Wagon Wheel. <laughs> uh, they just didn't change the last bottle oh. out. They just didn't. They just put a tag over the other oh, tag. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which, by the way, is not great for them. But just no. saying. Eventually, the tag's going to be sticking out like three inches. Someone's going to wreck their face on it. Sometimes in retail spots, you're going to bring back a whiskey, though, that's going to go in that spot. And I guess you just leave the price tag there. I don't know. Or not. But you also can put like a little box together where you file away your price tags. And when you do your inventory and you're bringing in new... I'm sorry. Slow down, Skippy. I don't want to... But Wagon Wheel's a wonderful business and (laughs) their practices are are impeccable. So (laughs) We love those kids. Yeah. So for uh, now that we've talked about this whiskey that may or may not be a buy, depending on your particular 
Uh, I mean, what do you think? Bobby, you paid for it. Sean, what do you think? I like it's it. not I a buy for me. I think that you are spot on with it's a very much a mix of an Irish and, and a bourbon because it has the sweetness of an Irish whiskey. Um, it has the a mouthfeel of an Irish whiskey, but the fucking bourbon barrels make a huge difference and it finishes like a bourbon for me. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I just, I think it's borderline. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a buy, but I, I mean, I don't think you're getting fucked at $40. I just think it's not something you're going to want to buy all the time. You, I know somebody who'll fuck for forty dollars. You know, you know, you his know, name is Hank. <laughs> <laughs> he would. Um, do you think Kevin Bacon would enjoy this? Because I ask myself every time I have a cocktail. Do you mean rafting movie impresario <laughs> Kevin Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Jeopardy quiz eight hundred dollar. Fucking the the one actor who's done two raft guide movies, <laughs> where he turns into a psycho. Where he turns into, where a, he psycho. Turns into a psycho. That's he's the only one. He's the only. He's got it on lock, yeah. bro. By the way, we're talking about Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, who was in uh, who the was only in, other yeah. whitewater rafting movie where people are psychos is fucking Deliverance. I mean, that's uh, that's that's a canoe. They're not rafting, are they? It's whatever. Canoe. It's whitewater, and they're not rafting in. Whitewater Summer. Hey! Jesus. Which took us forever to figure out what the fuck movie that was. Dude, because But Bobby... then you said it was Whitewater Summer, and I was like, wait a second. You said he was taking kids out into the wilderness. You didn't tell me it was another rafting movie, because mm-hmm. I had brought up, Katie and I watched The River Wild, which if you want to see The River Wild, if you want to see Meryl Streep look so upset that she's in a movie, watch that movie, <laughs> because she is a gem, and she has no business being in that fucking dumpster fire. Especially, if, and if you're in a Durango person... Bring up the River Wild to somebody who owns a raft and like they'll just fucking immediately start tearing it apart. They're like, that's not even classified fucking water. That's a, the way that you went into this hole was such a fucking bullshit. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, you know, <laughs> okay. you know how people in this town are. You want to know a way to not be my friend? Yeah. Have a conversation with me about rafting where you're that passionate. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. So I was going down river left, right? Right. And then we see uh. the strainer. <laughs> it's so gross. It's this. It, it's so look fucking Oh, it's, it's like when some skier starts going off on snowboarders and I'm yeah. just like, wow, I could not be more ambivalent about the words coming out of your stupid <laughs> fucking idiot face. But one thing I do know, you're a douche. Yeah, go yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> go <Europe>. die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We are Have you ever your <laughs> apres ski spot is the hood mortuary? Have you I don't <laughs> hate anyone's hobby. I just hate the fucking person doing the hobby. And it's usually because the hobbies, by the way, these are hobbies. Unless you're like getting paid or you're in the Olympic trials or whatever. Shut the fuck up about skiing for five seconds. By the way, (laughs) this coming up, coming from the guy who brings up to everyone his podcast that everyone should listen to. Well, (laughs) I'm trying to push the podcast. But that's an artistic expression. It's a hobby. It's still a hobby that we're passionate about and we get annoying about. When you shred the gnar, you're not expressing yourself artistically. Well, okay. Stop it. All right. That, come on, man. Just stop. But honestly. Have you ever done a... 790 off. You're, you're talking about the only three guys in Durango that don't ski. I have in never the skied room. or snowboarded That's in my what life. I'm saying. <laughs> I've done so, some of it. I, you know, I've done it. It's just, I don't, I get it, but I didn't grow up around. I guess if I grew up in this town, I'd understand. Yeah. I grew up like there, I didn't see snow till I was 10. Hey, where do you guys go? Where do the Richies go from LA? Big Bear. Big Bear. That's Big the Bear. closest place. And then if you got money, monies, you went to Mammoth or Tahoe. Yeah. But yeah. That's yeah. for the Richies. Yeah, dude. I went, yeah. after, I'll tell you this. When I was a kid, we went to Tahoe in the summer because we were only, because it's very cheap to just get on the water with a fucking dude, Tahoe, raft. Fucking Tahoe's beautiful. It's so gorgeous. Dude. It's gorgeous, dude. Uh, and I told my dad, 
dad, hey, dad, if I'm going to take out your friend's jet ski, I don't need a wetsuit. He's like, you need to put on a fucking wetsuit. I was like, nah, I'll be fine. I fell in the water once and then it was like every muscle in my body didn't work anymore. I turned a little blue and he's like, are you going to put the fucking wetsuit on now? The water's like 38 degrees all well, the time. If you pass out in the water, do not let Kevin Bacon <laughs> perform CPR on you. He is nope. not a reliable gentleman when it comes to outdoor endeavors. I saw him in Flatliners too. Not cool. Flatliners. Did not you know they cool. remade that shit? Yeah, it was. I was like, I couldn't get through fuck? it. I couldn't get through it. I didn't even start it. You're talking about. I mean, I aggressively watch bad horror yeah. on purpose, and I could not get through the Flatliners remake. God. It was. Such a track because the, the original, original one was cool dope. as fuck. It is, well, that was that movie. That and the Lost Boys are like peak Joel Schumacher for me. When they started giving him Batman, and he's like, "I'm going to do my own vision of Batman." It was a little weird, um, and like wow. shit. Like the client is okay, <laughs> but is Schumacher a gay French? King. Schumacher is <laughs> the gayest person that ever gayed. Yeah. <laughs> like ever. He's- yeah, and yeah. it's great. I love the gays. I love him. It's fine. I just was doing an accurate impression of He's his voice. Very aggressively gay. Uh, oh, speaking of which, since fucking uh, HBO Max is all about their like, let's go back and give Zack Snyder the opportunity to do this long ass Justice League cut. There's also a campaign right now. People are talking about Joel Schumacher actually has a much longer, much darker, and what everybody says is much better version of Batman Forever that gets way more into like Bruce Wayne's dark shit and doesn't have as much of the flashy fucking 60s Batman feel with with you know Tommy Lee Jones and fucking Jim Carrey just sending it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I don't have that much time in my life to rewatch that, even an extended cut. I'm going to take a look at the Snyder uh, cut. Snyder because awesome. But but Batman Forever, nah, man, I'm good. I, that, I'm see, full. When Batman Thanks. Forever came out, I saw it opening day. I had the shirts, like because I was I was like 11 or 12 when it came out, mm-hmm. and we were all about Batman anything. It wasn't like it is now, where you get amazing superhero movies, and so when a bad one comes out, you can go, all right. There was just Batman movies coming out back then. That was it. They did the Superman movies, then they turned to shit. Right. Then they're like, okay, Warner Brothers was the only studio doing superhero movies, so all we had was Batman. We just lied to ourselves. To be to. happy. You know, like marriage. Like, super, oh, wow. Said <laughs> Not the, my marriage. Said the Just only married guy in the room. Um, well, and they were the first kind of faithful adaptations of stuff. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the first Batman that Tim Burton did was as close to a Batman movie as we had ever like, Amen. Even imagined. Yeah. Amen. You know, taking it serious, a serious, earnest approach to the character. I, I while still, fun. still had the campiness. Now it looks so campy compared to. Christopher Nolan's very, very serious approach. Yeah, way too Dude, serious. I remember like in the eight, uh, early 80s watching Spider-Man on television. Oh, the and TV movie? And it was movie? the biggest, it was like the biggest deal as a kid to watch, oh my God, it's a comic book coming to life. I didn't think this could happen. And he would like spray his web and they would just throw like a rope net yeah. on the car. <laughs> it was so and chill. They, show, they, they basically show him on the side looking like they try to make it look like he's crawling up, but he's basically just he's being, being raised by a cord and flailing his arms around. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty Dude, chill. I rent that in the 90s because I was like there was a fucking Spider-Man movie oh, yeah, it's but that it was bad. made for TV and then they did a series but it only had like one season it was bad like six six episodes it was bad well because there were the good ones out there there were the good Hulk. shows like the Incredible Hulk was fantastic the Hulk trial of the Incredible Hulk is one of the best TV specials ever you had mm-hmm. fucking Daredevil pop up in it you had fucking Thor pop up in it for us that was huge to see those characters right on TV. then it went into X-Men cartoon mm-hmm. which was probably the closest adaptation of the comic mm-hmm. that's ever yep. been done yep. um yeah, man, fucking, it was pretty goddamn ugly to watch that Spider-Man now. You look back, <laughs> but I remember the sense of joy I had oh, yeah. watching that. It's like, yeah. you can't, 
These kids are fucking. Sp- these goddamn kids and their kids music and, and their MCU. wheelie boards. When they um, did like a horrible version of Captain America. Yeah. Did, oh, oh my god. I remember that one too. The one with JD Salinger's son as Captain America. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. They put rubber ears on the side of his. Instead of having his ears pop out, they put rubber ears on the yeah. side of his head. And oh, so I rented that movie too. I rented that movie when we were kids, and we watched it. My brother and I just stand horrified. We're like. Why is the Red Skull Italian? Why, why is why did they just have him as the Red Skull for four seconds and now he just looks like an Italian plastic surgery nightmare? What's happening? Eighties, yeah, absolutely. a lot of cocaine, absolutely. And every move in that movie, he just throws the shield and it bounces on the ground and then like hits some guy in the shins and he's out and he's out. And then he just does that seventy times That's through the whole movie. Although if I got hit in the shin, I go down like a brick. <laughs> just no, sliced your leg I'm, off. I'm done. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, uh, the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren oh, was right around that same time. I love that. It's rough. It's dude. so bad. But the but in the beginning, isn't he just doesn't he sit naked like he's meditating in in like sewers where he can hear crime through all the different lines coming at him? They just sh- and he's like li- it's like Superman when he goes and listens at the top of the atmosphere for things going wrong. Except it's just a dude <laughs> sitting in a sewer with naked as fuck, just dookie everywhere. Yep, fucking Duke everywhere. Um, who was the when the remake? Uh, what's his name? The the Punisher remake. Aaron was it Aaron Eckert? No, what was? Oh no, no it was uh, Thomas Jane. Tom, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. Yeah, Thomas Jane. That got a little bit better, and yeah. then finally it ended with uh, the series that John just Baron came out. Paul, who is the Punisher? In who my opinion. basically is the Punisher? That so series finally, was really good. Do you think you ever see a Punisher in? See, I don't think so. He doesn't the fit MCU? into the MCU necessarily. It makes a great movie. It does, man. <sighs> if they want to reboot it, it's a, it's one of the best characters in all of MCU. You have these uh, neighborhood characters like Daredevil, Spider-Man. I mean, Deadpool even to a smaller degree. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys, these costume dudes that all tend to like kind of congregate with each other. I they mean, do. they're already talking about Daredevil coming back. And yeah, if Daredevil comes back, why couldn't you have a Punisher? Well, this, is, arc? But this is, but you, you already have, if you think about it, you already have Black Widow, who's dead now. Spoilers. You had Black Widow and you had fucking um, Hawkeye who you're like, really? You're, what are you going to do? Stop Thanos with a fucking arrow? Like what? <laughs> even if your arrow explodes, I don't think it's going to do much. Daredevil... How, what, what? How are his martial arts going to help anyone? Well, yeah, but you, I mean, that's writing. Like, that's being creative. I mean, we, we're right. seeing what they're doing on these TV sh- series. And, like, you can have superhero tales on a smaller scale. Said the guy who loves Batman. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, well, no, shut I don't, up, dude. I, dude. <laughs> I like Batman doing his Batman shit in Gotham. The Justice League, when he he's generally, like, the guy who's like, if we need a vehicle... Or if we need, he's a really good detective, so he helped work shit out. But he's not going to go punch Darkseid in the fucking face. So Daredevil's a lawyer, and by the way, Sean, Daredevil. he has no fear. Ah, oh, so Daredevil's when when Sword finally sues. It says so under his name. So in the next movie, Sword sues Shield, and it's a whole litigation movie. It's just a whole. It's a it's a it's a lawyer procedural <laughs> for the rights. Yeah, for the rights to starring Tom Nick Cruise, Fury's well, cock. I don't know. We- the obvious rumor going around in this world. I don't know how we got off on MCU. Like Whatever. we always, we always do. So we're going to talk about this apparently for an hour today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the rumor is, is he's going to be Spider-Man's attorney, oh, which makes a lot okay. of sense because yep. Spider-Man is now being perceived as a villain. And, and like, he's, and they, and J Jonah Jameson at the end of the last yep. one fucking blasted his name out. And then we get into the thing that they've retreaded a ton recently. It's something they never really touched on back in the day, but now they're getting in. What I love about comic book content in the last 15 years is they really talk about like 
are you responsible for the massive amount of damage that you did to a city uh, and right. things like that? Yeah. So maybe they're going to get into if somebody wants to sue Spider-Man because he saved them, but he didn't want to. They did that in uh, Avengers. They did that Avengers, to, a, I think. to a large extent. Yeah, they did that. They did it in The Incredibles where that's why superheroes went away is because mm-hmm. some guy was like, I was trying to kill myself and I wanted to and I got injured when you saved me. So I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumb. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's either we talk about MCU or we talk about CPAC. Or we talk about Biden, yeah. or we talk about Saudi. Did you or we, see? I mean, we don't have a lot of choices here. We're we're yeah. we're living on a dream right it's now. All depressing. But you want to talk about an eight foot statue of Donald Trump in gold wheeled out into the CPAC? I mean, that's a thing that's actually that happened. happening. Gold. It was a gold. I Donald bet you it's gold plated, and it's fucking yeah. pewter. It was essentially a. Bob's big boy. It was statue, a Bob's big boy that painted, was gold. Painted gold. But they looked at it and people were like revering it, dude. So last time is he I holding checked, up a Mexican child that's been separated from its parents? <laughs> God, instead no. of a burger, that would be the Biden statue. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you, real shit. You're you ain't ca- you, you, listen. We railed against Trump for a fucking year here, and we said and told you guys if he comes in here, Biden being he comes and in here the bed. and starts shitting the bed, mm-hmm. we'd have a problem with him too. We're not shills for the left. We're not. I consider myself a leftist. I consider myself almost goddamn socialist at this point. The older I get, and uh, I'm telling you right now, what 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 Biden's doing right now is not okay with me. Bobby, we were we talked about it a little bit earlier, but everything from okaying bombings in Syria, where he has mm-hmm. no fucking business, um, or uh, the the having nothing, no input on the minimum wage argument, mm-hmm. um, he didn't come out and push and ramp hard for that. Um, there's some issues. We still don't have a stimulus check. These are things that needed to happen the first thirty days in office and haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't yeah. know. How do you feel about it? I mean, I'll I give him a pass on the stimulus thing just because that has been just obstructed. Every step of the way, yep. they've capitulated on a lot of that stuff, which drives me nuts. That's I, the I, part I'm, I, I'm I just, having I, a problem with. Democrats drive me in fucking insane because they watch the Republicans just fuck them over and over again. And then when you get a chance to like return the favor, no. they're just like, no, we you they know, pretend I, to be better. And that's why they always lose. And they're such fucking pussies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the go high, go low thing. Yeah, you're um, going to reach across the aisle to someone that's going to stab you right in the fucking back. Like, well, fuck it. If this is the way we're playing the ball game right now, then play it. Yeah, let's go. Let's Adjust. get some shit done for the fucking for, for yep. us. We voted you guys in Warnock and Ossoff got voted into Georgia on the platform that we would have minimum wage. That was part of their huge platform. Like, you've got to do what you say you're going to fucking do. Mm-hmm. And right now, as far as a stimulus relief, yeah. they don't need the Republicans. They're just capitulating, like Bobby said, because out of some weird, guilty, bipartisan-y, fucking antiquated bullshit fucking diplomacy, when in actuality, they could just give them the finger and do what the fuck they, they want to do they with could this. Start, they could start by killing the filibuster. They could do that right now. Absolutely. They could kill no, it. No, but Joe Manchin doesn't want Like, but, yeah. you've got these centrist liberal like fake liberal yep. blue dogs you know what I mean well, and, and it's the districts they're in it's the, the mm-hmm. you know what I mean like yep. they're just looking at it like or the states that they're in they're just looking at it like well if I do this if I put my name on this I'm fucked I'm, I'm fine yeah, I'm, uh, yeah in two years I got no job you know like right. Tester in Montana and people like that you know that are just like no I pretty much gotta ride this centrist yeah, line we gotta or see I'm what, fuck I'm out, I'm out of here you're gonna be at fucking the drive through window at Arby's you know <sighs> I don't know man I, it's all changing it's all shifting <sighs> Dude, um, not fa- I, I don't know. I'm just, 
And I get it. Let's get him in there. First 100 days in office is usually the bar where you mm-hmm, start to look mm-hmm. back and go, what did he do? Um, there's been some janky shit so far. Yeah. Um, there's I'm been not, some positives. There has been positives. I don't want to overshadow that. I mean, I think the the COVID response that has come out of the Biden administration is obviously like there wasn't you couldn't do nearly as bad. All but he had to do was show up to work. Show up to work. <laughs> yeah. Get the 200 million vaccines. To negotiate with these companies. I mean, their their rollout has accelerated. We're seeing numbers come down. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm I don't want to. Uh, you know, obviously you can't credit that to Joe Biden because it is the vaccine that's making that happen. Yes. You know what I mean? But uh, he's been much more proactive on this than than Trump ever was. He bought hundreds of millions more doses. Well, he that had helps. to because Trump apparently lost the shit. He lost 80. What was it? How many 18 million? million? 18 million. Yeah. That's right. He lost 18 million. Um, yeah. And uh, th- so this is what we're facing. We're going to have to. I, I don't want I want to prop up the administration. I don't want to blast on him all the time. It's very hard not to be critical when it's so the obvious things are so obvious. But. Let's be honest, in four years, we're going to have that choice again. And if Trump's fat ass doesn't die, he's going to be the fucking Republican nominee without question. No doubt. It's not even a question. I think the nearest runner is at 14% next to his fucking 50-something And he's going to fail miserably because he's been completely deplatformed. I believe that no social media outlet will allow ads for his campaign, none of that stuff. So... That's something that they were very brilliant at is that's how part of how he got elected, you know, was utilizing social media even better than Obama did in 2008 and 2012 because Obama fucking crushed social media. And that's why Trump was like, this is what we need to do. You all you other old fuckers need to learn how to use a goddamn computer because this is where we win. And he did. But now he can't. We, We just never were in a situation where we thought the world could be run via Twitter. And apparently it can. You got to be really careful with that. And I know we're closing in on the end of this segment, but uh, the reason Donald Trump really got elected the first time is because we didn't fucking take him seriously Mm -hmm. at every step of the Mm -hmm. way. The Republicans didn't believe he could win the nomination. Mm -hmm. Then the Democrats didn't think he could win the fucking presidency. They just didn't think it could happen. Mm -hmm. And it fucking happened big time. And we got delivered four years of this shit. It can happen again. Amen. If if we walk into this like, ah, he's fucked. He can't do Twitter. Then he's going to win. Okay. You know what it's I mean? It's the wrong mindset to it's have. It's the that. wrong mindset. The mindset is like, no, we need to gird our fucking loins. Put them in the crosshairs. Put it, yeah. Figuratively. But, <laughs> you're, but you're assuming the Democrats are going to learn from mistakes. Oh, which yeah. Is, that's literally never That happened. happens all the time, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Those fucking pansies, dude. Oh, my Ugh, God. It's so gross. I want um, Michelle Obama to run against him, honestly. Oh, fuck Dude, yeah. I'll take, dude, uh, fucking Nina, dude, the new congressman. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, There's so many good people trying to get into politics right now. I just hope they get the support. Uh, you know how it goes. Um, it does. And then you get an office and then you need money. And then the people who have money need stuff from you. And the cycle continues. I don't know about you guys, but I'm voting for Vermin Supreme again. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was on Facebook and it was one of those memory thing pops up. And yeah. the memory says, I will never ever vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> ever, 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 oh. dot, dot, dot. Ever, ever, ever <laughs> will I vote for Joe Biden. And that was my post from one year ago today. God. Think about that. Aged poorly. It did. It did not. It's not just fine like line. him. He looks like a Ken doll that's halfway through looking at the arc from fucking Indiana Jones. Wow. Wow. He's a good guy. He's fine. Yeah, he's all right. He's, he's a okay. pain in the ass, but he's a good guy. He's did a corporate not? shill, but what? Yes. who isn't? Yeah. Right. Exactly. I wish we were. Speaking I of wish we had sponsors shills, right? that gave us money. Let's get to a word. From our sponsor. 
New from Penguin Random House and Dr. Seuss Enterprises. While we've removed several books from our catalog, we're excited to bring you a new, modern vision of Dr. Seuss. Our first release, coming this April, Transphobie Toby, the story of a young resident of Hermaphrotown who learns the importance of tolerance. Boys have humdingles and girls have a gash. Keep what you have. Don't throw it in the trash. Poor Phoebe Toby. He thinks like a boomer. He's sending death threats to Senator Schumer. Available for pre-order exclusively at DurangoHerald.com. Use the promo code PREOP to lop off 20%. And stay tuned for our May release when we'll be sending out non-binary Harry. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> <laughs> If you want to give us a call at 970-426-5344, Pedophilia. you can leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text to that number. Wait a second. <laughs> You're testing out new words to see if I'm paying attention. <laughs> yeah. I want to see how doped up Sean Jesus. Or you can send us an email to whiskeyreel at gmail.com or you can send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at whiskeyreel. Now, I have our first retraction. Um, it's I, I, And it's myself retracting this because I noticed this. Early on in the last episode when we were talking about Sia and music, and uh, I referred to autism as a disease, and it is not. It is a developmental disorder, and I wanted to make sure I said that. Because okay. I don't, you know, it, it, I didn't want anybody to get mad because the disease is very different. Because you can't catch autism? <laughs> no matter how much I want to, just so I can go to Vegas. Yeah, you know how many Spectrum kids I've banged to try to get autism? I know. In the dozens, Sexually I tell you. transmitted autism. That's Aaron's new book. <laughs> um, and speaking of autism, um, if you oh. don't know this, our friend and Bobby's one of Bobby's best friends, John Brown, actually has a son that is on the spectrum. Mm. So um, he had a lot to say, and I think that we should let him. There's three voicemails back to back, so this is going to take a while, but it's important. It's I worth think. it? Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, hey there, fellas. It's John Brown. Um you might hear my son in the background, actually, which is uh, appropriate for the call, actually. Um, and it is also just fair fair warning. It is after 7.30 p.m. in St. Augustine, Florida, which means I am stoned to the gourd. So <laughs> bear with me. Um, I thought I'd call in and give you guys uh, my kind of opinion on this whole. Um, now, forgive me. I'm not with it. Uh, Saya or Shia or Shia or Sia. I'm not sure how to say it. But I guess she's got a uh, a movie called Music. I've not seen it. I don't even. I've not even seen the trailer. But I've read enough about it um, to to figure out what's going on. First, I'd just like to say, God, I wish we could just all as a society take a collective like breath and uh, just just give each other a little bit of a fucking break. Should these people involved in the movie um, should have sought out some sort of like professional feedback? Um, if they didn't know that much about autism, yes, they should have. But we should also just, gosh, I, I'm getting a little sick of uh, let's just cancel them out. Um, I know we spoke about it a little bit. Uh, I have a son who um, has nonverbal autism. He doesn't speak. He is five years old. He probably has a cognitive delay, though it's hard to tell right now. And um, uh, with that said, he's a smart kid. It's just an intelligence that we kind of take for granted, I think. I, I believe he sees things that that uh, we can't see. The reason I'm bringing all this up is 
you know, every person with autism is so completely different. You know, uh, everyone can reference the Rain Man movie, you know. It's starting to kind of show up in pop culture a little bit. But everyone's so different. And I think when you decide to make a movie and you're going to base a character and really make it well known that they they have autism or another um, diagnosis of some kind, you, you need to make sure that you are informing the public because um, the public's misinformed. I think there is a responsibility to that. If you make those artistic choices to inform the public about something, I think you should take that responsibility seriously. And that's a very specific choice to choose a character, um, someone with autism. And from what I understand, there's a lot of misinformation in the movie. Um, you know, they're restraining them, which you're not, you don't do. You know, there are skills you can teach people with autism, like Wyatt. He does self-harm himself. He bashes his head into the walls when he's upset. He's getting better. But what we've done is we've, we've given him a corner that he goes to and you, you basically teach them to, um, to calm themselves down instead of restraining them because that's, that's a bad move. You're going to get someone really, really hurt or cause death. So I'm bringing all this up to say they should have taken it more seriously, I guess, and maybe they thought they were and they're realizing they weren't. That's, that goes back to the let's maybe give, us, give the world a break a little bit. But if we can use this moment to just inform um, there's so much about autism that is just not correct. You know, why, why it, he doesn't care about loud sounds. I know that's usually a big one or his ears being touched, anything like that. Um, but he does see things very strangely. Like he uses depth perception. I mean, he almost looks like he's on LSD all the time. It's kind of awesome. I guess that's my take. You know, I, I'm not all about maybe like bashing these people that made the film, but we can use it as an opportunity to, to inform them why they're wrong and, you know, and, and use it as a tool. Gosh, I sound like a fucking hippie. I'm so stoned. All right, love you guys. I'm going to stop there. Bye. And then there's one more. <laughs> oh, and then he comes back. I'm not fucking done. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, just a couple more things. Sorry, guys. Uh, you know, I think a big part of it was they didn't use actors and actresses that have autism. And I know that's a, a big deal, uh, especially if you're playing someone of another ethnicity or race. Um, I, I don't really have a problem with it, honestly, as long as they're informed and they're, they're um, I don't know, not making a mockery of it. Because, uh, you know, as I've gotten to know other kids with autism and adults with autism and my own son, we should feel humbled to meet someone. It's a gift. And I know that's so cliche and stupid. But th there is something going on um, with the way they're viewing the world that we don't understand. Uh, so I wanted to leave it with that instead of me um, talking about how stoned I was. Um, uh, one more thing. Uh, hopefully, maybe Bobby's watched it. I did tell him about it. If you get a chance, get a little stoned, watch In and of Itself on Hulu. Um, I don't really know what to call it. Maybe it's a magic show, I guess. Um, it's really awesome. Uh, I recommend it to anyone. It's just a really... It's beautiful. It's kind of like a, a poem. Um, I am so stoned. Love you. Guys. <laughs> wow, John. Thank you, man, uh, for that perspective. That, that kind of opened my eyes a little bit, to, especially because we talk so much about how it's about the human experience. And that might be one of the things that's so challenging to really understand is the actual experience. It's tough to figure that out and put it on film. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. I got a couple of notes just because knowing John. And, and <laughs> first of all, uh, in and of itself, 
is actually on our server. It's, so I, I mentioned this to you guys after I saw it, and I texted you guys about yeah. a month ago, and I said, stop everything you're doing and watch this. You did. Yeah. I broke down in like heaving sobs wow. watching this. Yep. It was as powerful a piece of art that I've seen in a very long time. It's a one-man show. Um, it's hard to explain. There is sleight of hand as the basis of it, but mm. it's basically about one guy's journey. Um, but it, it deals with everything from death to love to loss to couldn't be a more powerful piece of work. Um, mm. It was amazing. He does mind uh, like mind reading, like, you know, uh, guys like what do they call them? Mentalists yeah. uh, where they're able to kind of decipher what you're thinking based on how you're acting and wearing. And do, and this guy is so good. Um, it brought me to tears. I mean, me and Rex were sitting there just like sobbing, but it's a wonderful, uplifting, very thoughtful touching in and of itself i'm telling you right now it's like there's nothing else more important artistically to watch right uh, now. cold reading right where you can read people cold it's the same shit that yeah, like john yeah, edward to does metal, to, to, exactly. to lie to people about actually talking yes. to their dead relatives same thing long island medium by the way anybody out there listening to this long island medium john edward all of that is bullshit they do a it's a technique called cold reading and they edit it very well to show that they ask you a certain amount of questions to lead you into and and because you want to talk to this person that you're grieving so bad you'll believe whatever the fuck they say so sean called it out for Psychics are shills. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Bro. In case anybody was wondering, <laughs> I was just gonna go get my palm read after this. So thank you for saving me that. Man, I, I miss that about a city every now and again. Run, going <laughs> the, the bad part of town where you'd see like porno store, strip club, and then palm reading right. <laughs> right next door. I'm always concerned they're gonna tell me like I'm gonna go in there and it's gonna be the actual real psychic, <laughs> and then it turns into like the Wolfman oh, or something. Like I've always I'm a, like I'm afraid I have a it's fear gonna, of it. I'm afraid it's gonna be the fucking crazy Romani witch from fucking Drag Me to Hell, and <laughs> I'm gonna end up. Dude, that bitch. Dude, that movie was dope. I, I like that. I love Drag Me to Hell. Uh, before we get off on that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make one point about John, having known this gentleman for a really really long time. I have noticed there's a universal trend towards challenging. I'm not saying bad things because why it is not a bad thing that happened to John. Yeah. Why it is a challenge that happened to John and Lindsay. And sometimes it's the right people that get challenged. Mm. And because I, I can say from a personal standpoint, knowing myself, had I had Wyatt in my life, I would have done my best. I would have tried to help him. I would have tried to be a good father. I would have tried to done all the things that John Brown is literally doing as we speak. I probably would have stuck him in a basket and sent him down the Animus River, though, at some point. Because I'm just a bad person. I was thinking drop him off at a fucking fire station or something. But you're like, full Moses, just send him down the Animus. Is that the other option? Wasn't that Perseus that went in the basket? Um that's amazing. Um, I was going to say, Bobby, you had Ethan. I have Isabel. Katie has Sean. So every <laughs> we've all experienced what a parenting is. Um, so it's really kind of touching for me to see him speak of his. And it's crazy because he's so stoned, as he said. He's Now he's looking at like, what if autism is like this sixth sensey like staring behind the veil of reality sort of thing where they're just like, maybe he is seeing literally seeing shit. We're not saying yeah. like from beyond like Lovecraft shit, dude. Oh, whoa. Like I'm just saying like, what if you're actually seeing some crazy shit? Like peering into the multiverse. This is what I'm saying. Can I like set the record I st- straight? Like I do have kids. I have four kids. They're just in a compost heap behind a Planned Parenthood in San Jose. Wow. Okay. 
dark. Wow. That's a dark thought. Someday a beautiful peach tree will grow from my <laughs> progeny. Well, that's a beautiful thought. <laughs> yes. And then I will eat the peaches. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss novel for <laughs> a contemporary age. <laughs> Have you ever seen a peach tree with huge pupillary distance? It's really disturbing, dude. The, the fruit only grows on the ends of the tree. Uh, it's really uh, strange. The Downsy Tree. <laughs> A new classic from Dr. Seuss. From Clint Eastwood. <laughs> it's not, it's not, a, it's, the fruit's not very sweet, but damn, are the branches strong. Starring Morgan Freeman. That was, that was funny. <laughs> that almost made me choke. Um, so now, this is the last, this is the last time we're doing this, right, boys. Guys, we, we've more. spent nine weeks talking about fucking WandaVision. One more. Here and we this got is it. the we had our series finale, and uh, I think I want to let Bobby go first because of all three of us, you have the best knowledge of the character in the comics, and also I like your generally negative view of most things. <laughs> well, <laughs> wow! Well, I, I, I do. I, I think I've been overwhelmingly positive about one division. No, uh, you have. I think it's a really, really smart. I, in fact, I was more positive about it from the jump than you guys were, just because like. I think you guys found the first like two or three episodes a little like oh, just, the fir- the just the first one, the first no, one, the first mostly. one, and yeah. I was fine after. Isn't that. it funny now, looking back on this nine episode arc, that those first three episodes actually might have been the most fun that was had in this entire series? Yeah, because at some point, like a couple of episodes towards the end, we just became a Marvel movie, and it was more mm-hmm. about like. You know, Scarlet Witch fighting Agatha and, you know what I mean? Like, just more typical MCU fare. Um, doesn't mean it was bad, but it I think it lost something mm-hmm. as we went along. The funny thing about this series is it brought in a lot of people that couldn't be MCU fans in the past. Mm. But all of a sudden they're watching this and they're like, this is really actually kind of interesting. Super and well want, written and you know, weird. and Yeah, kind of just quirky and clever and a different take on on what we've ever seen in, in this genre, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it was just really well done. I think four, five, six, those episodes, I think were the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the more we found out, the lesser the series became mm-hmm. in a weird way, because what we loved was like, it's like lost the mystery and we, lost never answered any fucking questions. Really? Did they? Oh, it answered it with I one still point. don't know where the fucking it was polar bears all came from. a dream. It was all a dream. They were all in hell. It was all, they were all in purgatory, purgatory. on their way. Yeah. Yeah, which is stupid. what, a, which is the theory people <laughs> said from the beginning. Is wasn't that in Newhart where it was all a dream? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an of, old yeah. trope. Yeah. So at this point, the, the funny thing fucking is, JJ Abrams. I know, fucking JJ. <laughs> Jar Jar, dude. Thank God they don't let him touch the MCU because that Amen. would fucking he would suck. fuck it all up, dude. JJ Abrams though is the new dude doing Superman now. He's producing the new Superman. Well, no, let's be honest. Not a ton of good Superman movies out there. It's not a whole lot, but that new show, which say. we'll talk about next week, but I'll give you guys some more time. The new Superman Lois show is awesome. I tried to get Rex to watch it, and she looked at me like, what? I just put on a clan hood. It wasn't good. Oh. So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I wanted to say something about what Bobby was saying. I have now thrice WandaVisioned. I've watched every episode three times because I watched it, and then I watched it with Katie, and then before this episode, I went and watched all of them. And I'll tell you, dude, the first couple episodes that were harder to get through for me now are so amazing after we know where everything mm-hmm. went. And the MCU is so fucking good at doing that. The just wait thing. Like all of a sudden this show made Age of Ultron even better than it was before when you go back and watch it. Mm. Fucking look at what Endgame did to Thor 2. All of a sudden Thor 2 is cooler because of what Endgame does. They have had so much shit planned that their MO is just wait. You didn't like this? Just wait, because in four movies, you're going to be like, holy shit, I got to go back and watch it, and it's going to be even better. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not overly well-versed with Vision, Scarlet Witch. I just know them adjunct to all the 
other MCU characters. I didn't deep dive into them. Um, I did a little bit of West Coast Avengers, but not like a ton. I, I did some other reading. That being said, like it was interesting for me to have to, again, we talked research the other week talking about Agatha Harkness. I had no idea who that character was, so I had to go and kind of figure it out. Yeah. And in this one, the thing that struck me, and I, I always lean on the power nerds when it comes to this. So uh, there are YouTube channels that I watch specifically because they do deep dive breakdowns yeah. that I could never do on my own. So um, I, I kind of take the, you know, throw away the chaff and take the meat off the bones of that. And the one thing that was interesting that they mentioned theory-wise, now we get into kind of theory. Um, I thought they did a great job with exposition, explaining it, putting a red ribbon on it. I thought they did a great job with that. It was satisfying. And yeah, I, I like what you said, Bobby, the more you find out, the less impact it had. And it, that's why the ending of a movie is so much harder to do than the beginning mm-hmm. of any movie. Um, it's just wrapping that red ribbon. And yeah, it did lose a little impact, but it was great to see what they did with Monica Rambeau mm. and where she's going to go with the scrolls. Um, so now you've got uh, Captain Marvel 2 fucking floating out there. Now you got Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man 3 floating out there and watching uh, some of the things that can occur because of WandaVision and obviously Doctor Strange being the big one. So they've expedited several franchises just from this tiny little nine show mm-hmm. series. They've yeah. expedited a ton of shit, I think. It, it ultimately becomes a really clever way of doing world building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're, and I, I don't, I kind of wondered in the past if Disney Plus is going to be that platform where they just are setting up their, their phases they're by like, doing these shows. They're like un- underhanding it to you to let them smack it out of the park. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. How much of like Winter Soldier and Falcon is going to be just... Yep. And that's, we got what, two weeks? Yeah, build it, yeah, building up into the next phase. And, and, that's, that, and that's a whole different segment. And that's what I love is you look at WandaVision and you look at Falcon and Winter Soldier and you go, okay, this is a pretty well-rounded like in-between time between these two groups and... The, the crazy thing about the end of WandaVision, though, is all these crazy theories about who's going to be the big bad. Turns out it's just Agatha, honestly, for this one. And they didn't have any crazy cameo. Doctor Strange didn't show up. Spider-Man didn't show up. And at first I was like, well, what the fuck? And then I realized they didn't need it. The story was so good and the, the emotion of the end. I mean, I cried twice. The yeah. Both times I watched the end of it. Um, spoilers. When she puts the kids to bed, I cry a little bit. And then when <laughs> she says goodbye to Vision... Um, cry a little bit and I'm like yeah but you've got that white vision that's yeah, got the memories now where the fuck is yeah, he yeah <laughs> dude she's got honky vision chilling honky dude. vision like, he's out somewhere fucking flying around the thing the big bad <laughs> thing was interesting we were all fucking uh, you know hitching our trailer to Mephistopheles I yep. think by, by, by episode 8 we had all kind of been convinced and I heard an interesting theory and I wanted to bounce this off you guys Bobby especially you because you're more well versed in the universe mm-hmm. but you've got these characters and this item that popped up, which became prominent at the end, the Darkhold, the, yeah. the book. So, okay. So the story goes, you have this being called Cthulhu, who strangely enough sounds like Cthulhu mm-hmm. um, and looks very much like him as well. You have this being that makes this book called the Darkhold. And the whole reasoning for this book to exist is that so he can then be brought back into the dimension, our dimension. Mm-hmm. So he puts out a bunch of spells, basically, so that witches can bring him back. And then, so that's the story. And then you also have Agatha and you have fucking Scarlet Witch in it. So my thought, and I didn't know about this whole part of the lore before that, but when you put those pieces together, together, seeing how prominent that book was towards the end of that episode, mm-hmm. and you have both witches and, and Agatha's not going anywhere. She's just being punished. Um, 
it's interesting. Are they going to bring some kind of Cthulhu-esque character like I, into the MCU? And the way I read it is like the Mephisto thing actually is now more prevalent than ever. Okay. I think this actually totally means that we're going to fucking get Mephisto. And the reason being is like the ending of WandaVision, spoiler alert, is that she lost her children, but she's looking for a way to bring them back. And right. she's using the Darkhold to be that vehicle to get her the, she's the knowledge. She's studying it Doctor Strange style where Doctor Strange sits yeah. and just like absorbs it all. And you heard the kids at the end of the yeah. episode. Yeah. The and first, that's a, by the way, there's that's three a, episodes in the episode. That's yeah. a second. There's a second after credit. So if you guys didn't see that, there was a second after credit. Yeah, for sure. And like canon Marvel comics, which obviously we can't always lean on that stuff. But those kids are brought back via Mephisto. Yeah. Mm. Mephisto is a part of those young yes. boys. They are the demon seeds. Little devils? Little devils. And um, so I, to me, that that actually opens the door for Mephisto bigger than anything that actually has happened in the series. Mm. Like We were Interesting. all like, presupposing that that was going to happen. But I think that actually, the Dark Cult... Oh, here's a really funny, cool thing about the yeah, Dark Cult. <laughs> <laughs> and I told this to Sean because we weren't trying to spoil it for you before you watched it. Oh, but, yeah. Um, that book actually exists in the MCU version of Conan the Barbarian, yep. Cole the Conqueror. Like, there's episodes where Cole the Conqueror kills um, Thulsa Doom, and then Red Sonia and fucking Conan are seeking out the Dark Hold. And it this so you're telling the me, MCU is now a part of the Conan universe. So you're okay. telling me Bridget Nielsen's shoulders can enter the MCU now, dude? That, those shoulders can't breach any vagina. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, this is where she was I, never born. <laughs> this is where I come in everybody's pants. Um, by the way, Rex says, "Why is there a reason for you guys to mention Conan every episode?" And I can't explain it to her. It just keeps happening. It just keeps happening, dude. Whether it's Grace Jones, whether it's Kevin Sorbo, Grace Jones, who looks like Daryl Hall, well, the other Grace Jones. Oh, sorry. There's a white Grace Jones and a is black there? Grace Jones. Who's the white Grace Jones and why does she look like Daryl Hannah? What is happening? <laughs> Not Daryl Hannah, Daryl Hall. Oh, Daryl Hall? <laughs> yeah. I thought you said Daryl Hannah. Grace, no, is her name wow. Grace Smith? I don't know. I don't know her name. Um, Jefferson Airplane. Or I wanted to bring something up. Uh, the one really disappointing thing about this whole series is finding out that our beloved Quicksilver from fucking X-Men is just Ralph Boner. Funny name. Funny. You find out that that's Agatha's Ralph that she was talking about, not really her husband. Um, but at the same time, I was like, dude, they, did you just seriously clickbait us in an episode and just try to fucking... That was such a disappointing red herring. I think it was a misdirection. It was like magic. They a, made you look at the switch. other hand. It's a it bait is. and switch. I thought it was clever as It was shit. clever, but I really wanted to... I was like, don't fuck... You, it seems like they don't have the their fingers on the pulse quite as much as they should on how much we want fucking X-Men MCU. Well, it's so that little tease is that cock tease is a fucking slight against me. As but it's I already think. happening. They're already, they're in fucking, they're building the X-Men right now as we speak. And so they're not going to have no one from the Fox universe is going to appear as, as no. an X-Men and, no. and they're calling it what I've been told. This is not a confirmation, but it's been soft released. It's called the mutants. Of course it is, because men. I wanted them to men. go uncanny, dude. I needed the uncanny, uncanny dude. X-Men. That would have been Or good. what about, uh, what was that? Remember they had a show that had that chick from fucking General Hospital as the White Queen? It was an X-Men related show that came out in the 90s. Generation X. X. It was, uh, I think it was a mix of like Excalibur huh. and some X-Men. It was like Jubilee, the White Queen. 
Um, Excalibur was dope. Yeah. We talked about that I last week. That. We yeah. talked about it last but week. But there's so many different ways you could say it because what are they going to do? I mean, with the kind of culture we're in right now, you can't – X-Men is offensive. So what do you say? X-People? They're not going to run away from X-Men as a title. They I mean, can't. The, the title of the movie will be The Mutants, but they're trying to differentiate that property – as not being a Fox property, it's going to be an MCU thing. Yeah. I have a feeling they'll still call the X Men. So it's it's not gender related. It's not a ru- so. it's not a runaway from God, the gender. I hope not because that would be well. There going is a lot back of talk. To, there's chatter about that online about X Men yeah. and change X Men. It should be something else or just call it X or. You know what's weird about the X Men? That's the name of the fucking comic. Yeah. Yeah. So stop rewriting history. You can't go back and rename something. It is what it is. You if can't you call Superman be- super person. Super guy or super thing. You can't do yeah, it. And That's pe- the same people were pissed at Supergirl. They're like, why is it still Supergirl? Girl is is, is a slur to some people. Because it's a woman That's how now. the comic was written. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. You can't take at this point now they're historical characters. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I know let's say Tom uh, uh Huckleberry Finn. Mm-hmm. There's a certain gentleman in Huckleberry Finn that we can't say his name. 100%. And it was something Tom. And Jim. A, Jim, sorry. Jim. And it wasn't my dude, Jim. <laughs> it wasn't, hey, bruh, Jim. It was a bad thing. That's what it thing. says now, though. But, but, but what I'm saying is just because you want it to be, you cannot rewrite history simply because you want it to be rewritten. It is what it is. If you want to make a new franchise, if you want to make a new version of the X-Men using different characters and call it the whatever. Not like the new mutants. Go ahead. Maybe yeah, they should make a new mutants movie then, that doesn't suck. Well, I still haven't seen it. God, I'm so <laughs> wanting. Bobby said it wasn't as bad as you. Took. It's so bad. It's it was. So it wasn't as bad, right? Uh, was it entertaining? It's really bad. Not very much at all. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say it's entertaining. I just don't think it's that unfaithful as a, of an adaptation. No, nobody said it was that unfaithful. It's faithful. It's just a piece of shit. <laughs> but it's not a piece of shit. I think the acting is fine. They did some fucking garbage shit, whitewashing bullshit with a couple of the characters. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think CGI is bad. Having Lockheed. Well, of course the CGI was bad. It was a low budget piece of shit. But like, (laughs) I'm just saying the film is not nearly as bad as you fucking say it is. And like, you like Batman Forever. Well, yeah. It's better than Batman Forever. (laughs) I will argue that it's not. It's not. It doesn't have the cast that Batman Forever did. And for the time, Batman Forever made a shitload of money and people loved it. That was a Yeah, it was a huge movie. Huge. It was a recovery from Batman Returns, which was far superior. No. Dude, Batman Returns is the best Tim Burton Batman movie. Yeah. I like it better than the first because he went full dark. The, I, I listened to Kevin Smith do a thing about uh, Batman Returns where he's like, as an adult, watching Batman Returns and going, they had a fucking McDonald's Happy Meal tie-in to this nightmare. Like, this was not a movie for kids. I knew when my parents took me to this movie, they were like, holy fucking shit. Did we just take them to see this movie when they were eight? <laughs> yeah, that's not an eight-year-old movie. There's like fisting jokes in that movie. Is there? Yeah, well, oh, I want to show my French flipper trick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Which still we can didn't bother me when I saw it, but whatever. Um, we can I, assume whatever we want from okay. that. I thought that was cute. <laughs> Danny DeVito still does the flipper trick. Oh yeah, trust me. I'm sure he does. He's been waiting on Rhea Perlman. Oh, poor Rhea Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think about those kids? What do you mean? Those Poor kids. Rhea, they're both. They both should be upset about those the situation. Kids, now we talked about fidgets. Those kids are fidgets, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, those were two tiny people. There's no basketball players in the DeVito did they adopt, household. Did they adopt a Blidget from Senegal? Jesus Christ. Well, you, you say fidget and then I say Blidget and all of a sudden it's fucking Well, mine's wa- way less water. racy. What the fuck? 
Okay, so I'm going to reel this back in for a second. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Do we have any sort of wrap-up thoughts on WandaVision that we want to... I mean, because it's over now, and this is a series finale. We're I, never going to get another my, my WandaVision th- episode. No, no, my thought is how brilliantly Disney Plus does this. They put you on the hook for a show like this after doing Mandalorian. They they decide to increase your subscribership to 16 bucks a month instead of 8 So they get you cracked out. They give you little doses of crack. You smoke it. You get high. And then right when you're about to hit the mother load of crack, they double the price. Brilliant business move. That being said, they also are, it's a two week wait. That's all you got to wait for, mm-hmm. for Falcon. And then after that, it'll be two weeks to Loki. And then they are just going to drip and waterfall this shit. I couldn't be happier how it's getting to yeah. us right I, now. And it's brilliant that they're doing that now because when they had to delay everything, they were seeing how once the Mandalorian was over, people dropped all their subs. Yeah. And then, hey, when the Mandalorian comes back, I'll get it again. And then after the second season of Mandalorian, they didn't give us too much time between that and WandaVision. Exactly. And now it's just like, I can't delete it. Yeah. Bobby can because he robs everything. I've heard that may or may not be true. I'm a purveyor. <laughs> yes. At this point. <laughs> oh, except no one ever pays me. You're the you're you're the weird guy with black socks and sandals with a metal detector on the beach. You're that guy. I'm and okay you just that. happen to bring us good uh, shit. I'm okay with that. Yeah, okay. Wow. Uh I uh, one thing we didn't ahead. discuss, uh, and we talked about this last week or the week before, I don't recall. Uh, but I brought up the Secret Invasion yes. piece of Marvel. That could be happening. They oh, yeah. full-on tipped their hat on this one. Um, we saw a scroll. We saw a scroll in one of the after credit sequences with Monica Rambo. They're building up Secret Invasion, and I do think West Coast Avengers has to be happening. That We have yeah. White Vision now. We have Captain Marvel. We already have Hawkeye in the world. Vision... Uh, his personality ends up becoming Wonder Man. Yeah, like, no, his psyche becomes his psyche Wonder becomes Man, right? Wonder Man. Yeah. So we have a lot of stuff here where they could do a West Coast Avengers style right. thing. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that would be a film or a series or whatever. It'd be but. cool. Yeah. See, because now they they have with things like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're really finally treating these movies like the comics. Do these one off stories. Do this stuff on the side. The fucking fans are programmed for that shit already, and the people that aren't are going to be like, whoa, this is crazy. What the fuck? They totally. have a show? You know, that's what a lot of people I know that aren't MCU people are like, there's a show? I'm like, yeah, yeah. there's a fucking Marvel show. There's a couple of them. There's going to be three of them total. Dude, it's going to be insane, and then you can only imagine what Loki's going to do. God, Bring that in the so new cool. uh, fucking Love and Thunder. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it, there's going to be so much. And Loki, they could do whatever the fuck they want with Loki, because yeah, it's man. basically a different, it's the different reality with, if you remember in Endgame, when they try to get the Tesseract from him when they're all leaving at the end yeah, of the yeah, first yeah. Avengers. And he bones out. And he bones out, and they go, fuck, we have to go back even further in time to get it again because we fucked up. And most people just were like, oh, that's cool. And then you go, wait a second, now Loki's in a different fucking universe. Yeah, man. And, like, we can do all sorts of crazy shit with him. Yeah. And great. different versions of characters and it's stuff. Bri- and- it's brilliant. It's a brilliant way they've done to expedite this entire universe. I don't. There's been nothing like it in the history of film. Nope. That 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 could, is this far-reaching and engrossing and nuanced. There's never been anything like this in any universe ever made nope. in cinema. And now it's not just cinema. I mean, that's and, the cool uh, thing. Film in general. They tried it with Agents of Shield. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like during Civil War, was there was some tie-ins. The procedural angle on that was not the best. It, it just didn't play. I mean, they had cool characters from the MCU in it. You know, Coulson obviously, but like. It, it didn't really pay off as like that season during Civil War and all that was great. Like, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. 
because um, the way it played off of the TV show. Right. Now they're full-on committing. They have their own platform to do this. They have all their people on it. They're connected. I mean, Feige's overseeing all of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there is a singular vision, and I am trust that guy. Like, Why wouldn't you, yeah. bro? You know what I mean? Like, you what am do I, whatever the fuck you want, man. You've done everything pretty fucking great. Amen. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the future holds for the MCU. I am too, man. For sure. It's just so, – and I wonder when the – I hope the bubble never pops because – you think about the modern renaissance of like the modern superhero movie mania started with the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. We had superhero movies like we talked about before, but just Warner Brothers was doing it. It was just Superman and just Batman. And then they had all those shitty movies like we talked about today, like The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren and shit. But after Spider-Man was so huge, that's when they were like, green light the fucking Fantastic Four, green light all these things. X, No, sorry, X-Men in 2000. That's what I was going to say. It was X-Men. So... I thought for sure we would have run out of steam on fucking superhero movies before the MCU was even a thing. Now it's gasoline's been poured on the fire and I don't see this ending anytime soon. Well, when people stop consuming, they'll stop making it and nobody's ready to stop consuming. No. No. Keep giving this to me or I will burn <laughs> Disneyland <laughs> yeah. to the fucking ground. Exactly. <laughs> sorry, Martin Scorsese. Oh, yeah, sorry, Interesting. Bro. But I think the MCU is here to stay, my friend. Mm-hmm. You should write another strongly worded letter. Yeah. By the way, I will watch WandaVision the whole series for a fourth time again before I watch The Fucking Irishman again. Because all you need to see is the Irishman once and go, that was the thing. And it was great. Fuck off now. I don't care. Yeah, I tried to rewatch it. That You know what it is? I it's can't rewatch it. It's super fucking long. It's way too Did long. anybody notice how long <laughs> Oh, you mean was? the three and a half hour movie? Did anybody yeah. notice that that movie was super long? <laughs> <laughs> you know what we need to do? You know that 15 minute shot of them driving and not talking? Can we add another 25 minutes to that? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> they should have Judd Apatow edit it. Yes, there you go. <laughs> you fucking... It would be 67 60. minutes. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, so, Bobby, anywho. what song did you bring for us today? Uh, it's a band called Touche Amore. The song is called Reminders of the Loves I've Had, I think is the dot, dot, dot. Ah. But um, this is a band that I've been listening to for a few years. I do indulge in what a genre called hardcore, and typically you get a lot of like really, really fast guitars and percussion accompanied by a guy that can't sing and that's like kind of <laughs> what hardcore they just is just scream oh. there's a lot of screaming right it's not like black metal screechy but it's just like guy growling at the fucking microphone touche amore falls directly into that genre okay um this song struck me because it, it's one of the first hardcore songs i've seen in a long time that's actually really kind of sweet and then, like, the video caught my attention because it's just about people loving their dogs. So what they did is they wrote this song <laughs> and what? they sent it out a to their... A hardcore song about yeah. people loving their dogs is the well, most antithetical shit. <laughs> it's not about... It, 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 what it is is it's about the things that remind you of, like, love. Oh, okay. okay. And so when they polled all of their friends, their friends decided, well, the thing that reminds me of, like, love so, is my dog, and which is kind of a sweet cute sure. things so they went out and they just recorded a bunch of videos of all their friends with their dogs and they set it to this fucking really cool hardcore song wow and I thought it was fun Dope. sweet let's listen let's do it
I, I heard this song when I was playing Tony Hawk 5, I'm pretty sure. I got you, probably. <laughs> <laughs> they were, I, I dig this band because they remind me of a band that I always get shit for liking from the early 2000s, which is Rise Against. And go ahead and give me shit. I love Rise Against. That's fine. It sounds very Rise Against. Rise Against was fine. I would put them with Rise Against, the used. The that's, used. That's the sound yeah. of this band, which is fine. It's just you don't get to hear it very often. No, no it doesn't days. happen very often. These yeah, days. which it, is kind of cool. It was a flashback. I was like, oh my God, I'm hanging out with Bustos in the back of our friend Dan's truck at the Starbucks making jokes about dead babies again. Right. <laughs> Do you know Well, why? I looked up the yeah. vocalist because I had never really studied this band at all before. And this guy, Jeremy Bohm, he he's almost... I don't want to say this because I'm sure he writes his lyrics and he's he's good at what he does. He sounds like literally every fucking hardcore vocalist he does. on the planet. <laughs> he sounds exactly like the guy from Fucked Up. Yep. You know what I mean? And like, Rise Again. He sounds, Rise, like Rise just, Again. sounds exactly like that. But it works, so fine. It, it works. <laughs> yeah. It's a genre that works for me because I find it very easy to just listen to some like three, four fucking like just get it. Yep. You know what I mean? That's all they do. They just get it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. You know, But I thought the song was sweet. It, it was, was kinda, very sweet. Yeah. Kind it was cute. hard and sweet, just like Bobby's lovemaking. Oh, you don't even know. Bruce. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could fix his back. Okay. <laughs> Can you fuck me back to health? Have you ever heard of a coccyx release? <laughs> I, I I have. <laughs> Did they open for Mugloid Force? <laughs> uh, so guess what, fuckers? I did not bring a song. I brought a stand-up comedy clip, which I like to do every now and again. Um, there is a comedian who I would say is huge. Bobby and I are a big fan of him, but he uh, he refuses to work blue. Oh, so yeah. he's not very like huge these days. The comics like Segura, who go fucking as far into the blue <laughs> realm as you can, are the ones that are really crushing it. But this guy's been consistently putting out fucking specials for like 40 fucking years almost. And I love him. His name is Brian Regan. He's got a new special on Netflix called On the Rocks. A lot of it, it, this is something you can watch with your family, but there are some really good observations in this and really funny bits. And the man is an artist when it comes to fucking callback jokes and really the whole set all connects to itself. So I've got a clip here. Let's listen. Perfect. Doctors specialize, right? Last month, I went to an ear, nose and throat doctor. Last week, I went to an arch of the foot, small of the back, nape of the neck doctor. I have fallen arches, my small's too big, and I have a trick nape. (laughs) It's weird. In the human world, there's a doctor for every body part, but in the animal world, a veterinarian takes care of all animals and all their parts? It's got to be the hardest job in the world. Where are the bighorn sheep knee doctors? The wildebeest gastroenterologists. <laughs> the giraffe throat, throat, and throat doctors. <laughs> oh. So it's not the, this isn't really in our lane that much, but I've loved Brian Regan since I was a kid because my dad showed me a set that he did in the, I think it was the, um, was it Ronnie Dangerfield did the, the, HBO's yeah, Young, yeah. Comedian, young special. comedian Special. And when he was really young and he did the, you know, the old solar system bit yep. and it was classic shit. It was shit I really could understand as a kid. Yeah, I want to sit in the middle in the back with my feet on the hump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. That sit whole... in the middle. Yeah, I, so if you, it could be challenging for some of you stand-up comedy fans that are used to Segura, are used to Louie, are used to people that work really blue or very subversive. But you know, I'll tell you what, it's funny, like this is the most personal set I've seen from him in a, maybe ever. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, he immediately approaches his age and the fact that he just during COVID stopped dying his hair and now he just looks like a fucking old man. He kind of discloses that he actually has been diagnosed with OCD and his OCD material is the best OCD material I've ever fucking heard. It's funny. Like him poking fun at himself is something that he does all the time and he does it really, really well. I don't think it's ever been quite as biting and clever as he is with it his O C D stuff. No, and that really O C D thing was like speaking to me because I was like, Oh yeah. I used to I used to organize my DVDs in order of, of directors and then chronologically within the director section of when they and then in order of favorite how much I liked them over the other directors. Right. And I was like, holy shit, I might have a little OCD. Well, Brian, Brian, I mean, I haven't watched his special. The only thing I know about Brian Regan outside of just watching his work throughout the years is the fact of how highly regarded he is amongst the comedian community. Yeah, he's, he's like a considered, legend. He's considered a comedian's comedian. Yeah. Like there's not a single guy working right now comedy-wise that has a bad thing to say about that guy. No, because if I'm- from, yeah. from a personal and a material level. Like, not only, he's I think just there's, respected, man. I think there's a level of- of reverence yeah for with sure brian because he's just he's just this amazing comedy writer that doesn't rely on the crutch mm-hmm. of saying something fucked up like we all love louis who i think is yeah. the best comedian on the planet still mm-hmm. you know what i mean but louis also rapey, relies but... on being sort of shocking and and yeah. you know what i mean and like taking you out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. brian regan just makes really fucking amazing material and his delivery so perfect. It's, just so, it's so fucking perfect all the Chef's time. Chef's kiss on the delivery. He, yeah, he just fucking delivers his jokes. Such perfect timing. It's so funny. He's so good at his craft. You know, like I, you're bringing up other comedians. From Mark Maron was saying that every comedian has a fucking Brian Regan impersonation because right. they all love him so much they can all ape him on stage. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Now that makes oh, yeah. sense. The, he's super, I, I, it's funny you mentioned his delivery. Like I consider a tech, like technicians of comedy, like uh, Jezelnik, I think yeah. it's a technician. They, they have their shit so wired He's very much the same where his beats, his pauses, his cadence, um, how he says it. Seinfeld's a technician. Seinfeld's a technician. As much as I don't like his material, he's a technician. Mm -hmm. There's no – you can't say otherwise. And Regan would be the same way. He's a technician. I bet you that because most comedians do work pretty blue these days that they just must marvel at somebody who can fill – uh, like a stadium or that where I forget it looked I thought it was Red Rocks he was doing it from but it's not it's a similar to Red Rocks but yep. it's somewhere in Arizona and to fill a place that big I mean most comedians are happy when they can fill clubs yeah. the good ones can fill theaters and then you know when you become superstar level like Dane Cook doing fucking the Madison Square Garden in the round style shit which I don't even understand how a comedian can do that. You literally can't do any crowd work or work off the crowd. Like it, that scares the shit out of me. The idea of trying to do stand-up comedy in a stadium like that. And Regan's never transcended stand-up comedy. Nope. He's never had a sitcom. Exactly. He's never been in a fucking Because he doesn't want it. He, he just <laughs> fucking is like the most workmanlike fucking stand-up yes. comedian. And he kills. I can't even imagine what that guy's worth. Dude. I'd love to yeah, see him right? in Vegas. You know, he does do Vegas, like, uh, he does, like, whole stretches in Vegas yeah. all the and time, those right? those are huge money. I would go fucking, I would see Regan, Regan twice because you know he mixes up the material. Oh, I would, yeah, I would love yeah. that. I want to see him bring some of that because every now and again he'll bring an old joke back from, like, a really yeah. old set. And that's when I'll be like, oh, I haven't yeah. heard that since I was, like, 10. Uh, but, yeah, so check out Brian Regan on the rocks on Netflix, motherfuckers. Now it's time to clutch our barrels of wisdom. I'll go first. Do it. Um, I've probably said this before, but I, it just struck me the other day. I was 
sitting on the couch being very judgmental of myself because mm. I'd been making some decisions. <laughs> been making some Bobby decisions? Making some Bobby decisions. <laughs> and they were all lumped into one whole thing. And I just, I let myself off the hook. And I decided, you know what, man? Right now, this is the perfect time to be a little bit patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Don't kill yourself because you're giving yourself liver disease right now. You should stop that shit. But right now, we are all fucking strung out. Mm. Um, we are we are isolated. We are feeling fucked up. Nothing feels right in the world right now. Nothing. Nothing feels normal. Like there's nothing you can do. Sean, you, you mentioned this before the show. You just want to go to dinner with your wife and take her to a fucking movie and go home and bang it out, right? Yep. Those sequence events literally can't happen right now. Nope. First of all, the dinner thing is really challenging. Theaters aren't open at all. And you're probably impotent from all the weed you smoke. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> I didn't write that, by the way. <laughs> no, but you know what? I'm, I'm just saying, guys, like, we're not in normal times. It's getting better. The numbers are improving. People are getting vaccinated. Be patient with the vaccine because from what I've seen, a, a really good friend of mine, she just got the vaccine literally yesterday and is so fucking sick today. Yeah. She's is so it the Johnson and Johnson? sick today. Yeah, I think so. Our, you and, know Tyler? Tyler got his too. And same thing. He's just like fucking the sight of it is felt like I got six tetanus shots in one spot. Cold sweats. Can't sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what she said. She's like, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm sweating so fucking bad. My skin hurts. Wow, everywhere, you know, blah blah blah. But she just actually texted me and told me that she's feeling much, much better. It took a little 24 hour jag, and you're fucking over it. So now so. she can come over and you can spit in her mouth like, I, I just like old days. <laughs> Brought to you by Moderna. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But this is good advice, Bobby, because I had a similar conversation with this with Katie uh, a couple weeks ago where she was like upset about something and then she got upset at herself and it just compounds. Like if you're if you're upset about something that you did wrong, there is no good that comes from compounding on that being upset at yourself because now you're extra depressed and that's just a rabbit hole that we've all gone down and it's dark and we don't want to go there anymore. Don't be afraid to let yourself off the hook, I guess. Let yourself off the hook, bro. Yep. And much along those same lines, I'll go next. And and we've all dealt with this in relationships where you have to let shit go. Um, there has to be that moment. It's almost like that leap of faith in most things you do. You, you have a business plan. You take a leap of faith. You get a loan. I don't know if it's going to work. I'm just going to jump. Same goes for letting go of shit. Yep. It's never going to be gone, man. It's always going to be there. That thing that pissed you off, the thing that you did to somebody else that you're beating yourself up for, you have to be willing to let it go. And if you don't make a like literally, whether it's out loud to yourself in a mirror or whether it's internal or it takes a week or a month or a year, you have to let it go because it ain't going anywhere until you drop it. Yep. Fucking drop it. And it may not be gone forever, but keep dropping it. And I guarantee that shit will be gone sooner or later. I have to agree. 100% agree. You got to let shit go. That being said, fuck the deli. (laughs) That Sam I am, that Sam I am. I do not like that Sam I am. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them. 
Sam I am. Not in a box, not with a fox. Not in a house, not with a mouse. I would not eat them here or there. I would not eat them anywhere. I would not eat green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Sam I am. I would not, could not on a boat. I will not, will not with a goat. I will not eat them in the rain. I will not eat them on a train. Not in the dark, on a tree. Not in a car, you let me be. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham.